Uh, it's, it's entitled, The Promises of God. <clears throat> and uh, so, so what are the promises? What are the promises of God that we have? You know, a lot of times uh, when, when we're going through our daily, our daily lives, the promises of God is something that we have and something that we need to keep going. And there's a couple different kind of, of promises here. We have earthly promises and we have heavenly promises. You know, promises that God has, has given us here on earth that, that we can enjoy. And then there's promises that we have to look forward to uh, later. And, and, and those are the heavenly promises. Uh, if, you, if you turn your, your Scriptures to Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 31, it says, Wherefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? Nor yet for your body, what we shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they, saw, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you taking thought can add one cubit unto your stature? And why take thought for your raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these." Therefore, if God so clotheth the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more uh, clotheth you? O ye of little faith, wherefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? You know, this is a promise that God gives us, and there, there's a lot of times in my life that, that, that I'll lay down at, at bed at night, and, and just all the worries just seem to pile up right there. And, and you'll finally get to sleep and just wake up in a cold sweat worried about tomorrow, worried about uh, you know, taxes or, or, or bills to pay or if it's going to rain or if it's not. And we just worry so much about all these things. But yet God says, you're wasting your time. Every time that you worry about that stuff, you're wasting your time. We've got souls to worry about, but we're worried about the simple things in life. The things that God says, I'll take care of you. Don't worry about that. God provides. God's going to provide for us. We don't have to worry about that. Let's let God take care of us as He says He will. In Romans chapter 8, 38 to 39, we have another promise. And it says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ our Lord. You know, we don't have to worry about being separated from God. I know as a, as a father we worry about our children and, and uh, what's going to happen to them when, when they're not with us. We worry about that. And, and God says, don't worry. You're going to be with me. I, I, I'm right here. Nothing's going to be able to separate you from that. But notice at the end there it says, which is in Christ our Lord. And we'll get into that later. But you know, man's love, that love that God has for us, man's love's not always there. We, we find it hard to, to uh, really understand what this is because man's love is not always there for us, is it? You know, how many, how many people have we counted on that, that have failed us? You know, friends that you, you thought were friends until times got hard and they're no longer your, your friends. They're no longer there for you. 
And you know, there's a story in the Bible that we can relate that, that, that we can relate this to, and that's of Jacob. You think you think he felt like he could count on man's love? You know, he understood. You know, he, his brothers sold him into slavery, didn't they? Man's love wasn't always there, but God's love was. And Jacob knew this. He understood this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, it says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but with, uh, but with the temptation also maketh a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. You know, God promises us here that we're not going to be tempted above our ability. There's, we're never going to be in a situation that we can say, I, I couldn't, the temptation was just, was just too great. You know, He's not going to get us into things in our lives that we can't, that we can't handle. And <clears throat> and we're going to be able to see, to see good uh, out of this. Okay, he, ma he makes a way of escape for us. And, <clears throat> man, I lost my train of thought there. Hang on. You know, I've, uh, there, there, there's been times in my life that, that I've been going through, through struggles thinking, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make this through. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it through this. You know, but, but God promises us that we will. And the reason we're, we are going through those things is because that's what we need. A lot of, a lot of the... the uh, good that, that, that we accomplish for God comes through trying times in our lives. It seems to bring that to the surface. And God promises us that we're not going to get in over our heads. And that's a, that's a very important thing to remember and, and to keep, it, keep in mind that we're not going to be tempted above that. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, Romans chapter 8 and 28, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to His purpose. You know, during these trying times in our lives, we know that it's all going to work out. You think when, when, when Jacob was, was sold and, and sent away from his family, that, that, he, that he fully understood God's plan for him? I don't think he did. He, did. he didn't know what was going to happen, what was going to come. He didn't know that, that, that his brothers would later come and, and, and need something from him and, be, and, and because that happened, that his family would be saved. He didn't understand that. And a lot of times we don't understand what we're going through, why we're going through it, the hard times in our lives. But God does. And we don't need to question that. God does. And it will work together. It will work together for good to them that love God. You know, we have some heavenly promises too. These are all these were all promises we can we can uh, look forward to on earth. But but some of the heavenly promises in Galatians chapter three and verse verse twenty two. Galatians three and verse twenty two reads, "But the Scripture hath concluded all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus might be given to him." that believe. What's this promise of Jesus? What is this promise here? It's the forgiveness of our sins. And I, and I talked talk through that this morning. The, the, the promise of Jesus, the blood that He shed, was the for, to forgive our sins. We have that promise. <clears throat> and it's hard for us to, to, to understand that sometimes because you, you just turn on Facebook 
and, and tell me that people can forgive each other. It's like, the, man can't forgive. It, it seems to be hard for people to forgive others. But God here promises that He's going to forgive us of that. And you know, not only that, uh, Hebrews chapter 10 and 17 Hebrews 10 and 17 says, And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Not only is He going to forgive us of those, He says, I'm going to forget about them. And I don't know about you, but there's things I've done in my life that I'm glad He's going to forget about. And, 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 and I, don't know, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I can, I can give, get myself to the point where I'll forgive, but there's some things I'm never going to forget. And I'm going to work on it. I'm going to try to forget what happened, but, but it's almost impossible to forget about these things. But God tells us, I'm going to forget about them. You know, I'm going to, uh, I, I, I've forgiven you of those and it doesn't matter. We have that promise. In John chapter 14, John chapter 14, starting in verse 1, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in Me. In My Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto Myself, that where I am, there you may be also. He promises us a home in heaven with Him. And no matter what we're going through on earth, we have that to look forward to. We have a promise of a home in heaven with God. And it's going to be more beautiful than anything we can imagine. You know, uh, Paul wasn't a, wasn't a very good speaker. And, and I can relate to him on, on those things, but, but he was one of the best authors that, that the world's ever seen. He, he was amazing in the, in, in the way he wrote all the epistles. And if, and if somebody that's, that's the best writer the world's ever seen can't come up with an answer of how beautiful heaven's going to be, then I don't think there is. We, we have no idea how amazing that's going to be. And that promise of a home is going to keep us going. It's going to help us every day to, to have something to look forward to, to strive for that God has promised us. So we know, we know some of the promises. So who's going to be able to gain these promises? Does, it, does everybody on earth uh, have these promises? In Ephesians chapter 3 and 1, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 1, it said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Who's going to be able to gain these promises? Those that are in Christ. We have to be in Christ. What does that mean? It means put on, put on Christ in baptism. We come into contact with that blood. That's how we receive access to these promises. All blessings are in Christ. Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 to 27. It says, For ye are the children of God by faith in Christ. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. When we, when we come into contact with that blood, we are in Christ. And in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 9, it says, in being made perfect, He became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey Him. So not only must we be in Christ, He says you have to obey. 
We have, to, we have to obey His plan that He's laid out. Do the things that He's asked us to do. Be obedient. That's who can gain access to these promises. Now, once again, it's, it's hard for us to be able to, to, to put trust into, into man. You know, I, uh, there, there were, uh, I, work, I work by myself uh, most of the time in the cabinet shop, and I do a lot of time listening to, to music and podcasts, and, and I'm probably one of the very few people that love getting phone calls from telemarketers. I love it because I got nothing better to do. Most of my stuff's just monotonous, you know, so if, if they want to listen to the whine of that saw, I'll sit there and talk to them all day, you know, and, uh, and I love it, you know. They, and, and every now and then, they'll actually get me to buy into something, you know. And, and this one guy, he, he's, he calls me, and he'd called me before with some tools. I said, no, nah, no, nah, I don't need any of that. Well, he got me thinking one day, and it was probably right after I, I, I you know, nicked a finger or something, you know. And he says, well, well, do you have a first aid kit? I said, no, I just, what's wrong with the hanky or just... Tough it out. I, I mean, no, I don't. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta get this. You know, this first aid kit. And and before he got done telling me this, I thought that what was coming in the mail was a was an emergency room fit with a with a registered nurse. You know, like man, I, I gotta have this. I guess you're telling me for fifty dollars. So so. So whenever it came, I, I thought it was, a, it was a book or something of other things they had. I thought, oh, he must have sent a book. No, that was my, that was my first aid kit. There wasn't nothing but some Band-Aids and little tubes of burn cream, you know. Well, them ain't going to do any good. But, but the promise that he gave me was completely wrong. He's, you know, I, it was not what I had in mind. You know, men are going to lie about that. <clears throat> But we can trust these promises from God. In, uh, in Titus chapter 1 and verse 2, Titus chapter 1 and verse 2, it says, In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. You know, God is incapable of lying. He can't promise us something and not come through. He can't do it. It is impossible for God to do that. In Hebrews chapter 6, Hebrews chapter 6, starting in verse 13, it says, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men very... For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath of confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Or in God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of the promise the immutability of His counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things, and that it was impossible for God to lie, that we might have strong consolation who have fled of refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. That hope that God has before us, those promises that He's given us, He can't lie about. We can trust these things. And it's hard for us sometimes to, to, to fully trust because of how man is. But God can't lie. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. It says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now, not only is He not going to lie about these things, 
But when he says it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Uh, we just recently been doing some work on our house, and and the you know the contractor that that, that came to to help me with some of these things, you know, oh yeah, we can get on that next week. Well, next week turned into it still needs done, and that was a year ago. <laughs> you know, the, the we're we're not going to get to heaven, and God say, well. Uh, <laughs> The economy's been kind of slow. We don't quite have your mansion done yet, so you're going to have to bunk up with so-and-so. He's not slack concerning his promise. When he promises us something, it's going to happen, and we can count on those things. So do we want to gain these promises? Do we want, do we want to have access to all these earthly promises, to these heavenly promises that keep us going? Are we in Christ? Are we baptized into Christ? Are we, are we following God's plan? Are we doing what God wants us to do? Are we being obedient to God? Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.